Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to get underway. Everyone can find their seats and remember to enjoy the show. Thank you. Eggs supposed to be veiny and pulsating? Hey, I know clean. <laughs> Who gonna clean this up? Dan, are you ready to do a synopsis? Uh, give a little, give a little rundin. You gonna do oh, a he's, I was, I wasn't gonna tell him. <laughs> he's got it. He's got it for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. No. 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 Just off the top of the dome. Don't worry about it. Not right now. Okay. Let me. Let's. Let's start. Let's start the episode. Yeah. He like. He's like gonna start explaining it. Like, I. Hey, like no, Dan. No. There's so, much, there's so much that happens in this that you're just like, wow. Um. You gotta stop. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Sim- simple. Simple synopsis. But. Um. We'll get into it. Well. Well. I'll, I'll let you know the guidelines. Okay. They're more like guidelines. Get it? It's a uh, pirates reference. All right, everyone, are you ready to listen to another episode of Coming of Age? Because we're ready to record one. <laughs> you ready? Right, right, Dan? Right after I turn off my air conditioning. Yes, sir. Beautiful. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, you dumb fucks. <laughs> you are a dumb fuck for listening to this and watching this movie. Hopefully you didn't watch the movie at all and you're just listening to this. Hopefully you're not as dumb as uh, us. <laughs> this movie's not Ladies dumb. and gentlemen. Mm. Uh, that That's, we'll that is debatable. Sure. As debatable as the two uh, people who were in this uh, movie who were on the debate team that uh, debated the pros and cons of bestiality. <laughs> Carl oh Jr. and Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fun little... Isn't that so clever? It's, I can't wait to get in after talking about this if... If trauma is trauma is clever, or or it's just like almost like it was like concepted at cleverness and then just lost all of the <laughs> cleverness along the it's sheen. Like, is like, it really <laughs> is it really really smart, or is it the dumbest thing you've ever seen? Yeah. I I'm gonna play the. I think this is a brilliant. Uh, mm. I think that I think I, that I, it comes around. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play that's, that card. That's great. Mm-hmm. This one we can discuss um, it more as we go. Yeah, <laughs> there are some clever. Sh- there's some clever shit in this movie. There's some clever shit. I'll tell you all about shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> this there's guy. Lots of shit. There's plenty of shit. After taking a big stinky mud pie, you can be sure he'll stick around to apologize. It's Chase Cummins. Oh, that's right. I'm gonna rub that mud pile over my face. <laughs> and what's that left in the toilet? Look twice before you courtesy flush. It's Dan Joplin. Help me. <laughs> Bite your dick off. Oh. And in uh, my mouth, Lee Sprock. Welcome to the show. Today, we are ending our trauma series with the fourth film of the Woo! series. Well, not the fourth film of the series, but the fourth film of our series, which is Poultry Geist. Finally. Uh, ch- chicken, uh, what is it? The Night chicken of the, of the Undead. Dead. Night <laughs> of the Chicken Dead. <laughs> terrible. Fucking um, clever as a motherfucker. Terrible subtitle. Not not great. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Clever as a mother clucker. <laughs> it's doing social commentary. Uh, night of the Living Dead was doing social commentary. There's, a, yeah. there's an equation there. 
There's not a lot of zombie tropes. There's a couple, uh, which I un- which I appreciate. Undead chickens. Um, yeah, I guess the they're kind of you know zombies. What my favorite zombie Indian one of my, chickens. One of the most like trauma fucking things is just where you have a scene that just starts off with a pair of tits getting thrown up on. <laughs> like the scene begins there. I'm just like, oh, okay. I feel yeah, like this is cool. He's the I best like dry humper in high school, baby ramped up a lot of trauma stuff like this this took a lot of trauma stuff and and kicked it into another gear um and they added a new uh friend to the team this time islamophobia yeah which we haven't gotten in any of the other movies so. yeah we haven't got that that one was yeah. a new one it, it yeah well it fits well with the timeline as well we it, we've done everything pre 9 11 yeah and now this is 2006 when this movie came out and uh Yep. Did you add? Did you add stuff to your bingo? No. Is that what that is, Chase? No one can see that. <laughs> <laughs> the note says now the Islamophobia really ramped up fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. A lot of good. A lot of good gags. Uh, almost good gags, actually. I should say there are some gags that I'll uh, that I thought could have been made better by not adding like more lines. There's some shit in here where like they squandered the comedy because they are like, just keep going. And it's yeah. like, no, no, stop. It, it was so funny. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. There there are a few there are a few choice moments in this film that I, I genuinely enjoyed. But yeah, for the most part, it's the, the funniest oof. part of the movie to me is all the stuff that's going on in the background. So there's all kinds of like jokes on the signs and the posters and the like labels on crates and the protest signs. And like uh, all of those are like, there's some great jokes that are just yeah. like blended into the, the tapestry of the film. <laughs> very smart and very, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, well, we'll get, we'll get into, into it, it, people. Uh, before we get into it. Um, Dan, so we don't have to go through scene by scene. How about you just give us a little tight, tight, um, a tight five synopsis. Can you <laughs> not even a five, like, uh, do whatever you want. Let's just see how it goes. Tight can't wait five to hear seconds. It. I gotta say real quick. Yeah. We definitely can't go through everything. Cause, uh, in today's day and age, we would definitely be a uh, hashtag canceled if we went through everything <laughs> in this film. Yikes. Um, so basically, we got a we got an Indian burial ground. Uh, we got uh, we got some people in Tromaville uh, get bumping bumping some uglies in it. Uh, we get a finger up the ass. They run away. Uh oh! Now what is happening? We're building a chicken spot on the Indian burial ground. Oh my goodness! What's gonna happen now? We're gonna get some haunted chickens. We're gonna get some haunted eggs. We're gonna get some people blasting shit all over walls. But that's par for the course with any trauma film. We got zombie chicken people. We got chicken monsters. Uh, we got chicken ghosts. We have possessed actual chicken carcasses. It's a whole smorgasbord of paranormal chicken activity, um, resulting in you know tips of dicks on uh, mop poles, uh, <laughs> in uh, in uh, gay Drop that Latin rectum. men uh, getting their bodies chopped up in meat grinders. Uh, and, uh, of course, with the Islamophobia, we, uh, now introduced in, um, this latest round of trauma films, uh, we have, uh, Hamas, I'm sorry, Humas is her name, I believe, uh, eventually exploding herself, uh, to, uh, to try to save the world. 
Yeah. And that was a uh, that was thorough. You missed the military themed uh, chicken restaurant. Oh yes, it, it is. Which is also every key, main character. The, the key the point. Generals. Oh, whatever. It's the <laughs> fuck you, there's, Dad. There's no fucking story here. There's no fucking. There's a little bit. We'll get into I mean, it. We'll get on. into it. We have, we'll get into we it. We have Danny. We have Arby. We have Wendy. I can, I, you want me to? I, I will. I've got. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got Bell, like baby. twenty pages of <laughs> of notes here on like the. All right, take I'll two. Go no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're great, Dan. You're great. Thank you for that so much. All right, let's talk about some shit. Oh, let's talk about what the fuck are these chickens exactly? Because it's like an Indian, like haunted Indian burial ground. Yeah. But then they're also demons, apparently. <laughs> and then they're what, also like... What do they call them? The possessive. Two? Like, they, they're like zombies. They can infect Dude, people. I'm like, what's happening? Well, they refer to it as the two most, like, oppressed races. And it's like, so India, we're just going to throw Native Americans and chickens into, like, those races. Yeah. Like, those That's the, what they said. Yeah. Like um, chickens are, that's, that's like, see, that's, when, when did Fast Food Nation come out? I feel like I read it the same year this movie okay, came so out. Okay, so that's uh, where I'm going to get to my <laughs> point. So Fast Food Nation is a source material for the script of this. They, uh, the screen, okay, one of the screenwriters, Gabe Wood Kaufman, Fast Food Nation, when he wanted to pitch the idea. But I think the more interesting uh, pairing of things is uh, uh, Super Size Me came out in 2004 and um, Michael Moore's 9-11 documentary came out in 2004. And that's when they wrote the script. And this movie is the pairing, the perfect pairing of Michael Moore and Super Size Me. <laughs> and they're doing a military industrial complex meets capitalism, meets the, the, the fast food industry. Like they're making a commentary on all of it. Meets shit jokes. Yeah. Meets shit jokes. Meets yeah. trauma, <laughs> yeah. like over the top offensive stuff. But th that's what the movie is about. It's talking about the mi military industrial complex and capitalism as a toxic force that's keeping people uh, in poverty, unhealthy, and in these states of like uh, unable to like rise out of their stations. And so it's a huge criticism of like conservative values of the time period. Yeah, it, but it's it truly saying, is. But again, it's it's the trauma thing of just like it, it, it's that thing where the guy on the internet says like. Oh, I'm not racist. I hate everybody equally. It's like poning the libs too. Like yeah, for way, sure. He's yeah. making fun of the. He's making fun of both sides, but ultimately he's like making a huge commentary on, like it, it's prescient a little bit because we're dealing with it now. The the way the military industrial complex has grown to a, a where are literally the chickens have come come home to roost for us today <laughs> in terms of. The, the the way that the police have been buying military grade materials and stuff and the fast food industry is a stand in for capitalistic uh, corporations uh, oppressing our government and the people and keeping everybody like poor and turned against each other. Uh, it, it's a there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. Um, yeah, especially with like, I, I, the making the Night of the Living Dead reference when then <sighs> Dawn of the Dead is all about consumerism. And then this all the consumers literally turned into zombie chickens. And yes, they become like ultimate, the ultimate consumer kind of thing. I it just gets buried under shit and vomit, though. Yeah, like yeah, that's the thing. It gets so buried, and it's not like South Park, which does the same thing and does political commentary or social commentary just fucking incredibly, and it, like makes you see something like for what it 
is. It like shows you it. It's just insane. And like, obviously they have a past together, but it's just weird how like it's making, I know it's making a point, but at the same time, you're just like, why is it, why is it surrounded by all this garbage that you have to sift it, it through? Just, it just ends up coming <laughs> off super nihilistic to me. It just ends up coming off of like nothing, Matt, because we want to make fun of everything. Yeah. That, also, I can't tell sometimes yeah. if they're actually, if, if they actually like believe whatever's like written, because I'm like how these people act when you see them behind the scenes and like making this and how terrible it is to work for trauma. I'm just like, well, I don't know. Like I, I don't, it's very strange. I think Lloyd Kaufman and the screenwriters are aware of all the stuff that they're doing and that they're trying to do here. I don't necessarily think all the people involved uh, I, man, understand. Sometimes I wonder with Lloyd Kaufman. I mean, he does. I, I never, I never see him talk about it. He talks about it in the beginning <laughs> of the commentary and talks about fast food nation, all the stuff and how his dad was a lawyer and involved in the security exchange uh, act of 1932 and he spent his entire career trying to create the precedent of uh, pe people being able to create civil action or class action lawsuits against corporations and specifically the CEOs involved in those corporations which so they he, like specifically reference in the in this the movie of, yeah. of the what do we want when do we want it and then yeah, like, yeah. if not now, as soon as possible or within the next three years so we can create some <laughs> litigation purposes. That, is, yeah, and they, exactly. they name check the, the law that is, well, you were just saying, the 1932 yeah, that, thing. That his dad was, like, involved with, getting, like, That's established. I like that. Um, but so the three of us had a similar experience watching this, but a lot of the, the nuances, Jordan pointed out to me, we sat there and watched it, and we're not even halfway through the movie, and she's going off about how this is making her question the military industrial complex and the the rise of capitalism and then how it, like if you think about the time period this came out in like the and the rawness of like post 9/11 and the like the islamophobia and all that kind of stuff and how it, it's all playing in together and how it has like evolved over the last few years to put us in the present situation that we are in politically I don't know. So I, I think that this movie does do that South Park thing. I just think that we didn't necessarily catch it. But like, I don't think that it's not catchable. Like, because she caught it. And I wish we could have her on to yeah, talk no, about it. No, I mean, it. I, 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 it's, it's one of those things where I feel like I, I get it. Like, I get it. But just in trying to make fun of everybody, you and then covering it in shit, literal <laughs> shit, um, that it just, it, dilutes it a lot yes. um and uh yeah dilutes it with shit it's just all mixed in yeah with piss I mean, and common it's not blood perfect. it's definitely not perfect but it is an interesting like like uh reflection on that time period too and like mm. the the things they threw into a blender to make this because like on the surface this is is, is truly just shit covered zombie chicken <laughs> And it's like, what the fuck am I watching? But there is a level of nuance and like thought put into why certain things are done the way that they are. And I'm not talking about the shit jokes, but like the setting and all of that. Uh, it being set in this military themed chicken restaurant and, and it's lambasting capitalism and, and capitalists um, like with, yeah. with the general yeah, absolutely. and stuff. It yeah. totally fucking does that. I, d I don't. Um, sorry. No, it's fine. Go for uh, it. I was just gonna say, um, when when I was watching this movie initially, um, how we how I had, I had seen that uh, the dude who plays Tromeo in the other movie was in some form of a movie called Waiting, 
and it just oh, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it just made me. I was thinking about like you said the setting for this movie. I was just thinking I was like, did they just have a lease on this restaurant for like a X amount of months? So they were just like, hey, let's see how many movies we can make dealing with a restaurant. Kind of. Because that also because that also seems like something Lloyd Kaufman would do. Just be like, no, 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 we need to make as many movies as we can with this restaurant while we well, have this bread. The, the story is they uh, they wrote the movie when they were they came up with the idea for the movie when they were cleaning up rat shit in the basement of like the trauma facility. Him and the guy <laughs> wrote it. And then um, they like they came up with the movie Red Fastered Nation, synthesized whatever basic version of the script that this was and then storyboarded it. And then Lloyd Kaufman's wife found this place in Buffalo, New York, and it was in a like a relatively clean, in good shape, abandoned McDonald's that like the franchise owner had walked away from. And they got like free access to it for however long they needed. And so all of the equipment and stuff in there was like legitimately just still there from when it was a McDonald's. And they went in and just cleaned it up and redecorated everything. Um, they, they didn't, they had some sort of agreement with it though for filming. Cause the one fact that I pulled away from it was that they had an agreement with someone about filming and, uh, they, they said, uh, there was absolutely like no nudity to be yeah. inside of the restaurant. And, uh, so they filmed all the nude scenes at a church. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That, that is true. And, but then the, the, <laughs> Orgy sex scene musical number is yeah. all shot on a set they built in the basement of the, of the McDonald's. Oh, you mean the one with that beautiful score of milk, milk, lemonade around the corner fudges made? Yep. Yeah. yeah. By, by Dingleberry Dynasty is the name of the band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it couldn't milk, get better. Milk, lemonade. <laughs> I thought it couldn't get better, and it did. I was wrong. <laughs> did it? Did it? Did it get better? Dingleberry, what? What is it? Dingleberry, what? Dingleberry, Dingleberry Dynasty. Dynasty dude. Dingleberry Dynasty. Holy guac! Yeah, that's, yeah, that's good. I like that. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Milk, milk, yeah, so that's, lemonade around the corner. Fudge <laughs> me. Fuck. I, uh, another funny, just fucking tidbit. The only thing that I, I really watched was a little bit of uh, the making of, because they have like the making of on every single one of these trauma films. Um, if you watch it on the trauma app and I had to, I gotta remember to cancel, I got to remember to cancel that. Yeah. Uh, I did. I tried to watch it on the trauma, uh, website. Just would not, wouldn't, would not, (laughs) would not. I don't know. You just call up. It's just Lloyd Cop. He's like, hello. It is 100%. Hey, my trauma account's not working. Oh, not only that. What the fuck do you want me to do about it? I don't know if you guys noticed. On my browser, I noticed the little icon next to the web page is a Vimeo icon. Yeah, like, I think, it's hosted yeah. on Vimeo. <laughs> I don't it's know like why the, I find that so funny, but I, I really do that like Lloyd Kaufman has this whole production. The play button and everything? It's, yeah. It's like Vimeo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, their streaming services run through Vimeo pretty much. <laughs> it's just like a super premium Vimeo account that they've like <laughs> designed. Vimeo's for art, bro. It's fucking oh, perfect. Right. It's yeah. art, man. But anyway, it's what, art. It, what I was It is. It is <laughs> art. No, it's just like that cheap bastard, of course. Like he put his streaming oh, site. Oh, for sure. Fucking through Vimeo. Dude, there's so many. Is, I think this is like this would be the worst fucking film to have worked on, it seems like. Out of the trauma. I'm sure there's a lot. I'm sure there's so many different factors. Yeah, I think but this one, bad. man, I was <laughs> I was watching 
the the making of it and like everyone shared like a cold shower. I don't think it was being like uh, exaggerating at all. You know, no. <laughs> like they were talking, it's just exactly what happened. They like slept on the cold floor of a church, shared like a fucking cold shower, uh, had like fourteen hour shooting days. Only the Lloyd only Kaufman. the principal actors got paid. Everybody else worked for free. <laughs> Literally every and, oh, yeah. and a lot of people came from other countries because they just posted on the web like, uh, do you want to be on a trauma movie? It's free. And a lot of people yeah. came from like Germany or <laughs> England and they paid their own way over to come work on it. Jesus. Like the eggs, the like the eggs that pulsate and uh -huh. shit, those were made yeah. in like Switzerland or something. And or Germany. Yeah, yeah. And the the effects the effects guy is is definitely from from European descent. Yeah, and he, like, he wasn't even on set. He would just, like, ship them to them. And a lot of the, like, oh, stuff. Oh, there was someone on set doing. Well, there, there was someone on set. Was, but the guy who made, doing FX. who, like, made those, like, specialty items, shipped them from Europe, and they got caught in customs and almost weren't able to be in the movie. Vein-covered pulsating oh eggs. Of course. But, dude, fucking uh, Lloyd Kaufman's getting pissed off at everyone during this fucking shit, which is, I'm sure, what happens every single time. How but, frustrating uh, is that? You pay your own way to work on a movie for free, and then you have this little old man yelling at you about like not yeah. resetting the diarrhea scene correctly. Yeah, well, it's it's not even that. It's not even like correctly. Like he's more so like people are doing more work than he wants them to do. <laughs> he's like, why the fuck are you doing all this? Like, stop trying to. He's like, goddamn. DP's trying to set up shots and make him look good and says it's not going to work because the daylight and shut him. He's like, shut the fuck up and just shoot it. Like, it doesn't matter. No one cares. That's what he's like saying. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he I'm just ain't like, wrong. Holy fucking shit. The, and the commentary the one of the screenwriters doing with Lloyd Kaufman said during, they had one night to shoot all of the graveyard scenes and they had, yeah. they wanted to do it in a real native american burial ground and so they found <laughs> they found a real native american burial ground they could shoot in but the stipulation was there couldn't be any nudity so they found another uh, graveyard that they could do the nudity in and then they had to find a third graveyard that they could build the platform in to have the arms coming up and the native american burial ground was two hours away from the other cemeteries so they had to do three set changes like complete like uh you know, set move to in one uh, night and one night. And as they were losing the, like they were fighting the day. And as they were losing the night, the other screenwriter who was, was like trying to be like, we got to fucking move. We got to move and we got to, it has to look right. And Lloyd Kaufman made him leave for three hours. So he could, he would shut up and just not be there. So Lloyd Kaufman <laughs> could just be like, put the camera wherever. I don't care. Just shoot it. Like he didn't <laughs> want the other guy there. Like, like stipulating it looking good and making sure that they were meeting the time like constraints and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hey, like good for him. It looked like a trauma scene. It looked fine. Like, I don't care. <laughs> He's right. Yeah. Dude, the fucking, when they were doing the love, I'd, well, I guess we'll get to it more. But fucking when they go reference back to the graveyard shit and they're holding the lighters and stuff, just yeah. like, so ridiculous. Well, and that, oh the reason God. that that shot at Magic Hour is because Lloyd Kaufman kicked that guy off set and kept shooting into the daylight. And then that <laughs> they got that like insert at yeah. Magic Hour. And he was like, well, thank God you kicked me off the set, man, because like this shot's great. Like, I'm so glad we got able to get this shot. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love that. That's fantastic. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. And they just like bring it back in like during a musical number. <laughs> It's so great. They're just like losing the day. And he's like, 
let's get this shot from the musical number. Yeah. Let's just do oh, it right we have let's the, talk about let's talk about the musical. Yeah, we haven't mentioned <laughs> that part. yet. That it is also a musical sometimes. <laughs> Half of it. Yeah. Well, dude, dude. Okay. So the first time I I started to watch it, I only made it like ten minutes, and I was like, I am not doing this. I'm watching something else. So I, I. I watched it till the musical number and I texted you guys. I was like, oh no, there's a musical number. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I stopped watching. So the next time I watched it, I was like, all right, okay, I'm, this is about where I was. And then they just kept on being songs. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, <laughs> this whole fucking thing is a musical. Yeah. And then it stops. Sort of. <laughs> for, for like 45 minutes ish. Like a fourth, a fourth, like the, the, the third quarter, it stops. <laughs> yeah. The last half-ish of the movie. There's what, probably they, like five, six there's musical one last, numbers? Yeah, and there's one last There's like one, one last big one, you know, uh, really the whole the shebang. Band, yeah. <laughs> is it big? I don't even remember. I don't remember the song. But yeah, it is very strange, the musical. Also, the soundtrack that's just pumping out songs like more... More than Suicide Squad ever did. It's just like new song, new song, new song, new song, new song. You're like, oh my god, the, what are all these awful songs I didn't even know existed? That's that Toxic Avengers like uh, like syndrome where the whole for Class of Nukemai, where it's just like the whole fucking movie is a soundtrack. There's just no end <laughs> yeah. to the music. Dude, the the musical numbers seemed like they had no end. Not that there, there was a ton of them, but ju- they just seemed to like elongate time. They weren't really like, good. Yes. Like, yeah, in, no, in, the, in any time sense dilated. Of the word. <laughs> time, I definitely had time dilation issues like during those musicals. I, I was waiting for one to end uh, to go outside and smoke a bowl. And it, I was just like, oh, well, nope. Now I have to just pause because like this just doesn't fucking stop. The one with Lloyd, the Bob Dylan song with the, that Lloyd Kaufman does with his younger self when he plays the ghost of Chicken Future. Dude, I I really like the beginning of that song when they're talking about how working for the restaurant industry your whole life is like polishing a turd. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's I was like, that's accurate. I've been there. And people who are managers, I'm just like, oh fuck. Like, not like being a chef at a Michelin star restaurant, you know, that's different. But you know, I like how Dan just fast corporate that even just corporate. Yeah. That Denny, the uh, the franchise owner, uh, is, says at one point, like, man, if this franchise doesn't work out, I'm going to have to be back working fast food like you suckers. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Denny. I want to one day open my own chain of restaurants. I want to call them Denny's. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> what a, yeah, that's a joke. Yeah, it's a great oh one. God. It's a great the fuck? One. <laughs> It's like it's one of the clever jokes. <laughs> some of some of my favorite moments in this movie di- revolved around Denny. He was I great. loved Denny. He was a Harvard Denny was graduate. Fantastic. He was just like, I'm gonna be in this. <laughs> Dude, he's got great energy. Yeah, he did. That's a, he was that's great. A, he's a great guy. Um, when he is telling the story of like the bad chicken, and he pulls out the bread. And like takes a bite, and then it just keeps on going. There's like more people and eating, then it, and then it goes to <laughs> to zombie chicken Carl with his dick on a pole stuck in the oven, and he, and he was like reaching for them in the previous scene, but he's just like also chewing on a cookie. He's like, 
that that was one of my favorite fucking jokes in this movie. Like that was a good one. All the stuff with Carl Dude, Jr. was pretty funny. I hated his ass when he got introduced. Oh, I was like, sucked. "Fuck this guy!" Yeah. But like, oh yeah, he, no, it, I didn't like him at first, fun. and then he he builds on you. He yeah, you warm up to him. Yeah, <laughs> despite the fact that After he's he like fucks a, that chicken. Yeah, he's yeah. a racist. He's a racist chicken fucker. But you're like, you're like, you know what? I like him. I like this guy. The cut of his jib I with like a it. heart of gold. Yeah. When his dick becomes a broomstick, essentially, and then he is just walking down the hallway, that scene, and gets it stuck in the doorknob or whatever, yeah. and then he's just stuck there. That's a, the weirdest and somehow most hilarious gag. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? He's just like, oh, I can't move, turning into a fucking chicken yeah, demon. He gets, like, the like, beak what? with teeth. Oh, it's great. It's fucking great. Yeah. That's that that's some of the best stuff in the movie. Back to the musical part though, just for a second. Um there's a line. <laughs> I only wrote down a couple lines. I, like I was kind of not paying attention when they started singing. I was like, "Yeah, there's some there's some stuff there, but otherwise uh, um the the very beginning, obviously, uh you've got uh, Arby singing about how he's going to get a job and become rich and famous. And then Wendy's going to want to fucking stroke his long, greasy pole. And, uh, he, he, uh, he says, uh, the N word. Yeah. I don't know if you guys caught yep. it. Yeah. Oh, because it. I was then like, Lloyd Kaufman says like, it again did? later with a very yes. hard R. Yeah. I was like, did he say that? Did he just say that? I rewound and, it and I was like, yep, um, that's yep. Yes, he absolutely did, and I didn't really get why. He says like, it. No, like, here's what. He, here's why. Because in these tra- every trauma movies has the N word in it. Well, no, it's also they're just. I I think part of the reason that trauma films are trauma films is they're just like let's do all the things that can get us the most press, like just get us some attention, like because they also make fun of Muhammad and Jesus in that same thing right before he says the N word. Yeah, he like name checks. Muhammad, it says something about like Muhammad masturbating. Well, he says it, he says, he says, uh, the N word and he says, please. He said, uh, that's, that's just what Muhammad said before he died. Something like that. Yeah. Like that's just what Muhammad said before he died. He was all about revenge as a, uh, a dish best, best served fried. fried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> Well, they hold him up like a cross, and I think it's like that's what Jesus said right before he died. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Revenge is a dish best served fried. Oh, yeah, God. but Jesus didn't say that. <laughs> no, and that's not the phrase. It's, it's just, none of it's right. It's none of it's correct. It's the worst rhyme. It's. <laughs> it was all fucked, and I was like, "Why did he just do that? What am I in for? Like, what the fuck?" Um, very weird wind. Uh, when Lloyd Kaufman says it again. Yeah. Oh, with the hard R. Uh, yeah. yeah, with a hard yeah. R and just like there's no musical backing. There's no nothing. There is <laughs> just him saying, please, like, oh, 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 what? Why? Why did you do yeah. that? We already got yeah, we it, already saw the tattoo on your ass. We know that you're the same person. We don't need you to both say offensive say things to know yeah. that we're you're 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 racist in the so I, I didn't like Arby right off the bat. Um 
just because he was annoying and awful. And I didn't really like anyone in the film because I hated the fucking beginning of it. But man, Arby fucking comes around. I thought they make him more and more like shit. He gets more and more like toxic Avengery as the movie goes on. I wouldn't say that. He's definitely his own entity. He's fucking going hard with some jokes, like being fucking hilarious. When he when he sees hummus, hummus's body, he's like, holy shit, hummus, you're hot as fuck. What a fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that shit was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny as fuck. Uh, I meant more that he's uh, he's kind of doing a more and more like silly like Melvin thing as the movie progresses. He gets a little bit more unhinged as it goes. Well, uh, just okay, definitely yeah, doing he his definitely own gets thing. sillier. Yeah, he the gets d- sillier. The dumb, oblivious thing. Yeah, yeah. Of just being like, "Where's Paco?" And then like it's it's cutting back <laughs> between like Hummus and the general and Denny, and they're like, "Who? Who? Who? Who?" And the name tag and, and the name tag that says Paco and it has uh, on a pile Dude, the of meat with eyes. Was such a good gag. And he's just like, "Okay," he just yeah. agrees with right. what they said. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's also uh, the thing with, uh, is it Carl Jr. as well at the end when he's like, give me the whiskey and then yeah. I'll tell you how to defeat him. And he's like, God damn it. All right. And he gives it to him and it kills him. He's, yeah. like, he's like, all right, what? now tell me. Well, he's, what he's like, well, he, he's like what, well, he says, what's the weakness? And he's like, whiskey. And he's like, yeah, fine. I'll give you your whiskey. And he's like, what is <laughs> yeah. it though? And he pours alcohol. it on him, and he starts like bubbling up. He's, he's like, like, "All right, what is alcohol?" It? <laughs> yeah, and then he starts slapping his dead body around. God damn it! Tell me, you motherfucker. Um, I love that too. Very airplane. There were there were a lot of things in this that reminded me of airplane and like wet hot American summer. Yeah, as well. like the talking sandwich is so fucking wet hot American summer. Sloppy Jose, sloppy Paco. Yeah, sloppy Paco. <laughs> um, yeah, I called him Jose for a second too until I. Corrected my notes. It's Paco they, uh, Bell, baby. He's Paco Bell. <laughs> we didn't even mention they. They start off fast with the uh, with like a classic trauma kill. Um, when they're in the graveyard, the the pervert that's watching them fuck. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which for one, I like. I loved that guy for some reason. I really like that. Of like, oh, what's it? Look what's in his hand. And he, you could see him in frame holding an axe and they pan down to him just full on fucking masturbating a dildo with balls on like a realistic looking dick mold with balls on it. And he's just fucking jerking it off. Um, no, his other hand. Yeah. And they run away. Yeah, and they have hand down. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And they have a zombie, of course, like reach up through his. Oh, wait. Yeah. He's, he picks up Arby's underwear and just Arby. Oh, Arby. Oh, Arby. I want to fuck your fanny. <laughs> I want to fuck your fanny was just a fantastic line. To yeah. Them. Dude, that I, I was immediately uncomfortable from the from the first shot of the film just being that gag where it's just like punching through the, through the first his ass. anus that we see. Yeah. The first anus that we yeah. see that's crafted out of like paper mache. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, they got a good ass guy, you know? They got an ass they, guy on the They retainer. got a guy who knows yeah. how to make some nice rumps. Yeah, they do. Yeah, very strange. Um but yeah, they, uh, a yeah. zombie fist reaches through this man's asshole, out through his mouth, grabs the underwear that he's sniffing, and then pulls them back through his body into the ground. 
which is such yeah. a cool effect, to be quite honest. <laughs> that it looks crazy. Um, it, it's it does. I really like it, but it it definitely comes in second to uh, the classic trauma fat guy. I don't know what his name is, but he's the fat guy in all the trauma films. Well, yeah, um, this one's Joe Fleischer. He's the guy Joe who got Fleischer. eaten by the fucking escalator in Terraformer. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When he literally implodes. Well, yeah, Jared, and then he just comes out of the bathroom. He's I lost all the weight. But yeah. me and Jordan, when they introduced Jared, and it's like the fat guy, <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, how would you keep the weight off? We were like, are they going to make a pedophile joke? I was like, if they make a pedophile it's, joke here, it would be so ahead of its time because uh, he yeah. ended up being such a dirty little pedophile. Exactly. But he he was Yeah, he hadn't been. He wasn't outed as a pedophile yet. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, but I thought if they make a pedophile joke, it's prolific, dude. This <laughs> is like crazy. They're prophets, but they didn't. Yeah. So right. It's fun. It's fun. Dude, I. So apparently he he's been in a fuck ton of films, and he had a year to learn three lines. Is what it says. <laughs> he had a year to learn like three lines, but um. Uh, He's not the healthiest guy, if you couldn't tell. What? Well, and uh, they said in, I don't know. They said in Toxic Avenger 4. The dude with the bypass 4, scar on his belly? <laughs> yeah. They said in Toxic Avenger 4, he was supposed to be like uh, another superhero, like uh, like Flabman or something like that. Um, like he was going to be another one of these like schlocky superheroes. Yeah. Something, and then, something noble. And they hired him and then they, they got him on set and he wouldn't get off of the desk in the scenes. So he's just like at it, sitting at a desk in the scenes and he's just like, the uncomfortable whole time they filmed it and just like wouldn't move. And so they, uh, yeah. they started writing parts for him that were like less, uh, you know, required less involvement. But he, um, the reason that they have him do the shit scene the way they did is because in another movie, one that we didn't cover, um, they added a bunch of fart sounds that he didn't make. And he got super pissed when he found out they did it. And he called Lloyd Kaufman. What? Yeah. And the other guy and like cussed him out and was just like, how fucking dare you add these fart scenes and stuff. And they were like, he's down to do literally all this other stuff that we got him to do. <laughs> and he's fine. He loves it. But he's mad that we added fart sounds that weren't his. So they said yeah. that they needed to add more gore for the first half of the movie. Because there wasn't a lot of like gore and shit, uh, like outside of that scene. So they added that scene to the film and they had him do it because they thought it'd be funny to make him do something where he has to fart and shit all over the screen, like on screen. Uh, yeah, shit himself to yeah, death. Pretty much. Or just to shit himself <laughs> until he loses like 600 pounds. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he I didn't, and, and they I said didn't he loved quite, it. Like, Get that, honestly. Oh, yeah, no, it, did, it didn't make well, any sense The guy comes to me. out of his ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be a demon. Yeah, I, thought, no, it was, the, I thought it was going to be the first chicken. That, like, I thought he was going to don the chicken suit. The way his body, like, actually implodes, though, like, it has, like, his belly, like, suck in like a fucking raisin, and his head, like, gets sucked back into his body like a fucking turtle. Oh, I, I love that shit. Like, rather than great. exploding, yeah, he's, yeah, gets, like, crushed inward. This scene is mainly why I wanted Ben to be on the episode because I just knew there was going to be something like this. And there's a lot of it. There's a lot of scenes where people are just going, my ass! And then <laughs> shitting, like, exploding out of the back of them. What did... They're just, like, terrible guttural noises. What and, did and I just, just lay? Like, I, re I relate. Dude, <laughs> when the general takes a shit... Um, the editing, like, something about it. Did you guys notice that? Yes. It's very awesome it was it's just funny as fuck it was it was almost like they they were had a, like a, a 
time crunch or something, or it, they had a time limit. It it looked to they me like knew. when I when I make a when I'm in like a, a film festival and like there's a time like there's like a five minute time limit and you like have to fit a scene in, but like you you're just like fuck it we just need to get the content of the scene it doesn't matter like actually how long each of these shots is they're just like boop 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 that's definitely it, yeah. the problem like the the method that you guys use to shoot the films that you do for um your Gainesville film festivals and stuff it, imagine doing that on the scale of making this movie and you don't have any money to pay anybody <laughs> So that's like pretty much what this movie is. It's like they had just enough money to buy the effects and pay the principal actors, but everybody else, the extras, the crew, all of it are there voluntarily, essentially. Oh, yeah. And, it, and they want to until they're there yeah. for a long time. And they're like, oh, no, why? Well, and they talk, they <laughs> joke about it in the commentary. They's like, they're like, quite a few of the people who worked on this are still like in touch with us. They're part of the trauma family now. It's the most people who go away from a trauma set, uh, they, they hate us. They never want to work with us again. <laughs> And it's like, and they're okay with that. They're like, we'll always find more people. It's Dude, just the the art. There's of the something low about budget, that man. scene that that is like, let's talk about like some comedy and effects. Like that that fucking oh. scene. Something about it. I'm pretty sure it is the editing because he he walks into the bathroom, rips that guy with the neck <laughs> brace off of it, <laughs> and then sits down. And it's like, bloop, and he's like what the hell just come out of me? And then it's like quick, like the pacing of the shots is so fucking quick. It's like, boom, boom, boom. And the whole time it's playing that like, bum, 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 bum. In the hall of the mountain Yeah. Yeah. Fan fucking tastic. And I don't know, it doesn't last very long. It's like maybe like seven seconds. And I was like, this is really funny. It was good. And then, um, I don't know. I, 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 that's like the one time that I saw like trauma be like filmic language funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't use the uh, filmic language too much. It's mostly about the effects and like uh, they're, they're, they're trying to get their social commentary across and then the gross out stuff. But the, that was like truly yeah. like using editing to their advantage. Yeah, I was about to say, like, an editor actually got fired for that just because uh, Lloyd Coffin was just <laughs> yeah. like, no, 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 no. You do not do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> that is not what, what we're about doing? here. Well, uh, there were uh, not quite as many blind jokes in this. There were, uh, like, there wasn't a blind but character, they but they make blind they make blind references. I was about, yeah, I wrote that down. I was like, they, they do not let blind people off the hook they will not no, let blind people go without having a joke about them every movie that on our bingo card that's always the free space is the blind person <laughs> but um so uh apparently uh lloyd kaufman like considers himself blind when it comes to the way he like shoots stuff he's just like i'd say i don't so. give a shit i'm blind yeah. i don't give a fuck about what how it looks and, and that's why he makes the blind jokes all the time because he's like the trauma movies yeah. are blind to good taste <laughs> is what he said and i was like that's actually hilarious yeah it's pretty much like dadaism on fucking film yeah kind of like just like dadaism's I mean, more know, surreal and less like gross yeah out, for but. sure <laughs> hey so real quick back it's, to, it's somewhat of it it's art trash back to back to jared's uh bathroom scene uh because I, I think we mentioned this before we actually started recording they censor they don't censor when jared's first sits down on the toilet 
and you see his prosthetic shit covered ass, like a POV from inside the toilet, it lowering onto. But then when yeah. he's actually shitting, I hate they that. fucking censor his shit coming out of his ass. Well, the I think it's funny that they do that, but they made. Uh, I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I was like, I get. Thank, thank, thank you. Thank the you. Way, I was just so happy the it. way they did but, it. But still, I was just like, it. why the fuck bother? Well, the Lloyd Kaufman's <laughs> wife, as the New York film commissioner, and I guess New York put a little bit of money into this, so they had a little bit of say. But she was oh. like, you can't you can't show that like you have to censor it and so his original idea was to make all the censor bars say censored by lloyd kaufman's wife and have him just shitting that out the whole time that's amazing but they just did the censored and then the other screenwriter for this was the one who like came up with the idea of doing all all of the censors instead of being one big censor and i think that plays like a south park joke yes yes it's it's pretty funny dude there's so many things in this that i was thinking of south park like a lot yeah. When all the people are drinking the Starbucks cups. Oh, that's yes. such a funny I was, joke. I was like, that's fucking South Park as shit right there. Like, it's everyone sniffing their own farts, I think, pretty much. I think we're at the point with this movie in Troma where the movies are being made mostly by Troma fans, aside from Lloyd Kaufman, obviously, is like the the founder is always there. But then He's the Troma daddy. Yeah, but we're at a point where these people are, are obsessed with Troma and South Park and stuff like that. And so the movie's being made by people who have been molded by the sensibilities of early Troma movies and then eventually South Park in the 90s. And enough times passed where that's actually become an influence on Troma itself now. Even though Troma's yeah, they're literally trying to make the guys. film better the whole time. Yeah. But like, and Lloyd Kaufman's fighting being... them at every <laughs> fucking turn. <laughs> every turn. He's like just physically, like, like so physically ridiculous. fighting them. Yeah. Well, it's like in the um, in that musical orgy scene where you've got all the girls dancing around the bed and stuff. And the two girls are like making love and he's singing to them. So that whole scene, all of all of the girls that are surrounding the bed are suicide girls. Um, or or <laughs> yeah. crew members. He said there. It's like a mix of both, and that or crew members. Yeah, and that in the scene he wanted. I've seen some tits in some past films. Those those, those big old titties. Those tits. Those big old titties are definitely in some other trauma films. That ensemble of tits was like <laughs> the Tim and Eric background character of tits casting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> but. So he wanted, yeah. He wanted the uh, the brunette girl who was a nipple. Get that nipple back in a cage. The, the girlfriend of the main character. He wanted her to have like a big orgasm at the end of the scene, and she was like uncomfortable with it. And so what we see on film is like what she was like comfortable doing. But he wanted her to be like screaming and rolling around and stuff. And when uh, he couldn't get it out of her, he said, "I was just being too nice. I didn't want to make her uncomfortable." And then. In the commentary, he's literally like, I guess I just wasn't enough of an asshole to actually get what I wanted. And I was like, <laughs> It's good that he did it. No. Dude. You didn't need it. You didn't need that. You didn't yeah. need it at all. But yeah, also, was that supposed to Definitely be an not. orgasm that she had at the end? That was, was that? the idea was like she was supposed to have a big orgasm at the end. But then yeah. all the sex scenes yeah. the whole time, I was like, what? Well, like, I think. It was <laughs> like a, and so the, the main girl was his personal assistant. And Wendy, yeah, Wendy, and so it. Uh, I think that he he wasn't as hard on them, although I imagine he was still probably a fucking asshole to them while they were making the movie. But um, let me tell you, what, they were what both uncomfortable with a lot of stuff. Like she, like behind the scenes. Oh yeah, it's fucking awful. Like 
it was just a lot of fucking uh, sex stuff that they were like, there's literally during that scene, that girl, Nikki, uh, that plays like the lesbian uh, partner of Wendy. It was Mickey? just so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, Nikki, right? Mickey. Like Mickey. Mickey's. Oh, Mickey. Yeah, because like Mickey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because they're all fast food. I didn't things. get that the entire yeah. time. I was just like, oh, I guess she's just a Nikki as well. Um, but yeah, so Mickey, uh, there's like a guy like filming, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And he's just like, hey, like, I think it's like actually looking kind of good. Like, it might be interesting. This has never been done before. And he's just being supportive, you know? And she's just like, what? I'm in a fucking like porno right now. This is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, like they're just like Lloyd's like trying to be like uh helpful, but like he's just kinda happy that he's around a bunch of naked women. That's so like and you see Lloyd Coffin and he's just smirking and he's like looking at all these titties around him. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. The thing with Lloyd Kaufman is is he's gay. He's not straight. Like he's married to a woman. Well, he looked to be having a I'm, I'm sure very he fine was time. having a fine time. I'm sure he was. <laughs> but that's not his thing, is like women. It's like <laughs> Admitted, like admitted by him, he's like he's not turned on to that. I don't, I don't want to say I don't believe it, but, but he, but you, I don't know. He's married. <laughs> he calls himself a married gay man, and I've heard him do it on multiple like occasions in interviews and stuff. He's like, listen, I'm a married gay guy, and and the impression I got is that he married this woman because they like get along really well, and they're like they're like life partners, but they're not necessarily romantically involved. Dude, that guy any likes titties. relation like he any li- relation to Andy Kaufman. Like, is he just is he fucking us all over? <laughs> like no, everything he says. Just a, like I'm just like I don't know. It's just a I, I can Jewish believe name, that I he likes dick, but I think I think he's I think he takes all comers. Yeah, you know. I, I, well, yeah, I, I think I, I think, think ultimately he he's probably bisexual. And yeah. He grew up in a time where there wasn't a thing as bisexual, so he's considered himself a married gay man. But yeah. I feel like he's probably swings for every field that yeah. exists. We'd have to have a sit down with him, you know? We're being so judgmental of him. If we just give him five dollars, <laughs> if we just if we just give him like five, ten bucks, he'll probably do it. Yeah, I mean if we're like, hey, we'll we'll <laughs> to contribute two hundred dollars to the next trauma <laughs> movie, we could probably get him to do anything we want. <laughs> yeah. We could get him to yell at us, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got yelled at by Lloyd Kaufman. That would be a good shirt for Troma. That'd be a good story. That'd be a good story oh, for our podcast. I do like at the end. I gotta get yelled at. I do like at the end of the uh, the love ballad uh, after uh, Mickey has the air quotes orgasm um, that they do like the crescendo and then they're uh, uh, Arby and Wendy are just standing there doing like the breathless like we just performed a big Broadway number and like people are clapping for them and they're like yeah <laughs> like Dude, smiling Arby's got on like a fucking Tupac bandana right, during that right why <laughs> was why <laughs> was Arby in like gangbanger attire drinking a 40 when and he came up and they're shooting gangbanger signs at each other like he gets mad yeah, at her in the middle of the song and he does like a peace sign. <laughs> that shit kind of got me. When they when they talk about you're you're a happy meal sent from above and they do the raise the Fuck. roof every single time they do their hands up like whoop whoop. Like, that the? was the song God that killed me. It. it was way too long. I was oh like, whoa, we're going through this chorus like 
over and over yeah, and over. Yeah, no, like, it was I, just because they I wanted knew, that. I knew the lyrics. I could, like, sing with it. <laughs> What's the one? The one with the general really, like, fucked me over, man. I was like, I, I hate this. Um, it, I probably didn't pay attention. Yeah, that was like the hoedown. That was like the hoedown. That was like the hoedown yeah, no, I, I, know, I know what time it happened. I just don't know what actually happened. Um, it I was like the It was like the fat... The, it started <laughs> off with a fat guy complaining about, like, You're f- I used to be a skinny guy. Your food made me fat. And now what do you have to say about that? And he's just like, well, it's not my fault our food's no so nutritious. Uh, something with a big fat guy serving it. I don't know. Fuck yeah. Fuck. You know, he, Dude, he didn't that guy kind of look like Diedrich Bader? He looked like the dude from Point Break who's not one of the main characters. <laughs> I'm going to look up his name. I'll that, send you a picture. Uh, Diedrich Bader, that's the dude from uh, Drew Carey's show and he does, he does the, vo- yeah. the voice acting. Yeah, he's got yeah, yeah, big yeah. old teeth. Yeah, and like huge forehead. He was in. Uh, yeah. He was in um, Office fantastic. Space. He was the the next door neighbor in Office Space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell no, man. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. He totally looked like just like a big bushy Santa Claus Colonel fucking Diedrich Bader. Yeah, I was like hell yeah. <laughs> I liked him a lot. He, the general was a great character. He looks yeah, like James Lagrasse. He looks his like James weird LaGrasse. bleach blonde hair. Like ugh. Um, that Wendy kept doing the, the, um, God damn it. That Wendy kept doing the Fred Willard, uh, like from Best in Show, like, I can't do my work. I got a wheel wet wagon. She kept saying shit like, what happened? Oh my God, dude. The first time she does it, she does it around the, the, uh, paraplegic kid. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, nope, it was it was confusing like and that. awkward and mm. Yeah, no, it was what weird. Happened? It was really weird. It didn't uh, I hate I kind of fucking hated Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't You know what best. joke I really thought was it could have been so good it had they stopped one line earlier. It was when um Paco and Hummus are talking. And uh, it's like right before Paco is about to get shredded. Oh. And he's like, <laughs> can you at least pray facing that way? And I thought, I was like, that's so fucking funny. And then after that, he says, isn't Mecca over there anyway? And I was like, ah, oh, you ruined it. I was like, it would be so good just for that first line. Because it's, it's making a joke about her having to pray in, in the direction, direction. Yeah, yeah without without and making, he's just like can't you just pray that way <laughs> yeah without making the direct reference to mecca yeah it is a subtler joke to not throw that last dude it's so good there. so funny and then I like that she's I just an idiot and maybe <laughs> praying the wrong way i don't know he i understand said, your right to pray uh to believe a religion that's not mine but can you at least do it quietly it's really distracting <laughs> while he's trying to masturbate into a meat grinder yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which also Jesus. also was I the only one like complete completely shocked that he did not fall dick first into that meat grinder while masturbating. Like I I was just I was I blown away. I, was like, I wish I, I expect it. 
Yeah, I was. I, I was, wish I could have told you I expected it, but I, I don't expect anything, honestly, that much in these films. I like, expected his dick to get trained I, up. Yeah, I went in yeah, so no. blind. From a trauma film, I Just, definitely expected him to fall while masturbating into dick first into the meat grinder. But then, of course, we get yeah. the dick mutilation that we've been waiting for once Carl Jr. comes in and he gets his dick clamped by that uh, possessed chicken. Dan, that might have been the plan as well, and then they just couldn't shoot it. Like they, they're like, I don't know how to execute this. Like or like there's like three pages that they just ripped out. They're like, fuck it, he's just falling. Well, in. they storyboarded the whole movie apparently. Like well, it, seriously storyboarded it. And also, I, if they had had him fall in earlier, dick first, then they wouldn't have been able to have that mecha joke, and they wouldn't have had been able to have that extra Islamophobia. So you know what? We got to make room for that. <laughs> yeah. Because remember, they Very shot sure. this in 2005, and that was a period of time where the Ameri- the country was very Islamophobic. So I guess we got to put it in the movie. <laughs> what about that joke with uh, um, when they're all, all the chicken dead or outside, and they're like in the glass, right behind the glass, and what do they say? Uh, they're like, they're going to break through before the five minutes it took me to turn Wendy lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Arby's like, oh, man, we got to get out of here before the chickens come and turn the glass lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking loved those lines. I was like, great setup and punch, guys. There was a lot of both, like lesbian phobia in this. Like, specifically lesbian phobia. Yeah, when Lloyd, uh, when uh, young Lloyd's talking to old Lloyd, and uh, he's like, "Yeah," and then my girlfriend became a lesbian. And they're like, "Aren't they all?" <laughs> in the commentary, like, the the whoa, the, the whoa, proud boy, calm down. In the commentary, the screenwriter who wasn't um, Lloyd Kaufman was was said, "This is actually based on a real thing. I actually dated two girls who both turned out to be lesbian. They turned lesbian after they dated me." And I was like, <laughs> "I think that means that they were gay the whole time." Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I don't know if you're coming out on the right side of that one. <laughs> He's like, but that's real, man. That happened to me. And then Lloyd Kaufman, Lloyd Kaufman said that he goes, "Well, aren't they all? Aren't didn't we all fall victim to that?" <laughs> and it was like, uh, you guys doesn't it just happen over and over and over again, and then you die? I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> it was just 2006, but like I say that, and then like, what's the next trauma movie that's coming out? When was the latest trauma movie that came out? I have to directed look. by Lloyd Kaufman. I think Return to Newcomb. You know, Return to Newcomb High is one of them. If we can get another one, and I want to be um, in it. <laughs> yeah right we should all fucking try to just be at this movie the last one was in was return to newcomb high aka volume two in 2017 and then he did another one called shakespeare shitstorm in 2019 oh, okay shakespeare's shitstorm <laughs> i love that title yeah that's uh that's his most recent work okay wow so might have to check that out and see if the lesbian uh, phobia is still around. I'm going to watch the Return to Ho- Newcomb High movies because those are recent. Well, we got to see if the, the Islamophobia calms down because at one point they literally call her a camel jockey. And it's like, oh, yeah. they say a lot of offensive <laughs> shit about Islam. Dude, when Denny says, I'm going to be watching you like CNN. Yeah. <laughs> Calls her Al Jazeera. Delivered so well. Yeah. Yeah, Calls her Al Jazeera. 
I'm uh, watching you, Al Jazeera. I'm gonna watch Dude. you like you're CNN. <laughs> no, after after Jared blows up the bathroom, um, and then and then Denny comes in the bathroom and he's like, "Oh man, no, I'm not doing this again. No, it's just like in Vietnam. It's just like in Vietnam when the white man saw the uh, yellow man turning red and he sent the black man in to clean up his mess. I'm not doing it again. No." Did you guys, Dude, that's fucking did crazy. Did you guys notice line. one of the the uh, crates in the basement was called Agent Orange Chicken? No, <laughs> no, it was Agent Orange Chicken, and it made me laugh so hard. And then they oh move a God. box, and there's another one that says just Vietnamese children. <laughs> oh my god when arby finds the egg and he's just like this is not katie <laughs> <laughs> fucking loved that there's also they make the blackened cajun chicken joke later well and that's uh, one yeah. of the boxes in the basement as well as blackened cajun chicken and uh, that's so racist when they bring that back <laughs> yeah, Denny wasn't even Cajun. It didn't seem no, like before. No, 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 no. He, no, he wasn't. He wasn't no. Cajun when yeah, he got he turned. Was. They just made the the shitty joke. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that he was blackened either, but he just wasn't Cajun. It's blackened Cajun chicken, and he's got an afro out of nowhere. They also call uh, Paco a filthy illiterate <laughs> homo Mexican after he's dead. Yes, yes the general does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a uh, lot, lot of, lot of choice lines. You guys, did you guys notice the sign that said "Fuck Tibet, free the chickens"? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> I did, I did see not that. see that. God damn it! <laughs> oh man, there was another one that said "Chicken three sixteen. <laughs> yeah, I oh, saw yeah. that. Chicken three sixteen. That's of, that's classic. Yeah, that's and of great. course, uh, a sign like pointing over next to the person holding the sign that says "She hearts cock." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and there was that one line too, where it was like. Uh, I, I could never love a man, man who who wants me to eat cock. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that one made me laugh, man. That made Jordan laugh like uncontrollably when we were watching it. Oh, <laughs> um, you know what? I did laugh at, uh, which maybe I shouldn't have, but I, I don't know why I did. Uh, pa- the Paco sandwich. Um, talking about concentration coops and then saying there hasn't been such a lethal combination of chicken and Indian since tandoori was introduced to the American people. Which is such a good joke, dude. Damn it. That's such a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I fully believe that this movie is fairly clever. Like, there are moments, obviously, that it's not, and it's like over the top, but there is a lot of clever shit, like, in this movie, hidden into this movie. Was it was it really clever when the general said, as Harriet Tubman once said, let them eat fried chicken? <laughs> It wasn't clever, but it's kind <laughs> <No>. of funny. <laughs> that's 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 why, like, it's true. There's a fuck ton of clever stuff that's so awesome. But then, like, there's so many terrible jokes as well surrounding. It's like, man, I wish it was. I wish it was one of them more so than the other. Um, <laughs> like, ter- terrible joke that I loved again. Carl Jr. Uh, when he like wakes up uh, from being half dead and he just looks down and goes. Look at the size of my woodpecker with the tip of his <laughs> dick with the tip of his dick sitting on the end of the fucking pole. <laughs> yeah, so weird. It's just like a piece of fucking sandpaper that they put at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> the the fact that it's just one long giant like staff of wood um, is pretty funny. <laughs> um, Dude, we- uh, 
when Wendy finds out uh, that uh, that um, Mickey is uh, has been double crossing her and is like really working for the general, and she comes in and they're doing the diaper fetish scene. Yes, and she has to go box uh, bikini top. Yeah, to go boxes on her tits <laughs> with like chicken pieces inside, and she opens them up and like her titties are cut out through it, and the yeah, general the general's just in a fucking diaper, and he's like, "Well, I'll have you know, it's it's very normal actually." <laughs> Did you notice they had a costume change while the camera was running in that scene as well? The fucking, like, general just scoots off for a second yeah. while, like, Nikki's still talking, and then he just has a suit on, and then she leaves. <laughs> like, she says a line and, like, leaves, <laughs> and then he puts on different clothes. I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Why did you even... All right. They're just they like, we, got, we need to hurry up, guys. We need to fucking hurry up. You guys need to change in this scene. Like, this is the last take. <laughs> come I on, we gotta, we gotta go ahead and get to the zombie happened? apocalypse. Like, we're, we're... Come on, let's go. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> And then they hurry up and you get Wendy. Talk about they get Wendy in there. Uh, who that? Who that? Arab kill now? The retarded counter girl killed Arby. Arab retarded. <laughs> she fucking runs uh, out. Yeah, that's the stuff that I. Did you like that? I fucking hate. No, shit like I that. fucking hated that. And I was just like, God <laughs> damn it! You're just name checking. Yes, we get it. You've been you've been very offensive. We understand. You don't need to reference that you've been offensive. Oh, God. Oof, yeah, that one hurt. It's another painful one. That's like the most... Ugh. Let's talk about effects, uh, kills, anything of that nature you guys would like to get into. We've already kind of yeah. discussed the um, J- Jared exploding, uh, shitting to death. We touched but, on a uh, few things, yeah. Um, st- we start off strong with uh, with a fisting all the way from uh, <laughs> from zero to sixty, from the asshole up through the mouth, pulled the underwear through. We got that uh, that classic, which we also we didn't mention that the zombie a zombie fingers Arby's asshole while he's fucking Wendy in that graveyard. I hate I and hate that part it. so he much. And he, he he loves it. And then the zombie, of course, it's the middle finger. And then the zombie like pulls it out, and the finger gets stuck in Arby's asshole. So he gets to reference back and, to that yeah. in the he rest wears of the it movie around his neck. For yes, he the does. Rest of the movie. <laughs> yes, he does. And he he like sniffs it, and I he t- and he that. shows it. He shows it to Wendy, being like, "Look, I brought our butt plug." And yeah. like, but when he's singing to her in that orgy scene, he's literally got it on a necklace around yep. his neck, like it's a yeah. pin from the '60s. Does he still have it? I thought he throws it on the ground in the first fucking number of the mu- of the of the movie. He still got no. it in the rest of the movie, even if he does oh, that. Yeah. In- well, that's continuity error. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lloyd, <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd! I can't believe it—a continuity error in this film. <laughs> Come on! I thought you died. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> when they said that? I thought you died. <laughs> that was Larry, guys. That was Larry. <laughs> that was great. The, I love that line. The chicken <laughs> transformation scenes in this are top notch. I'm gonna have to say, like the effects in this movie look great. When I love the chicken people. When Carl Jr. transform when he's he's already a zombie. Yes. Yeah, he's already a zombie and he's he's wandered down the hallway with his giant pole dick and it gets caught in the uh in the oven uh and then he's just standing there and then like his mouth you see something like start to bubble out of his mouth and like it's a beak it's like a toothed beak comes out and then his hat falls off and he has a headdress on as well and that you're like okay well you know i could uh, i could take it and leave it but but the beak's really cool the the native american jokes in this movie are offensive as fuck 
Yeah. And, uh, oh, like the uh, one, it- the one Native American guy, and he's just a drunk. Yeah, and it's that like, they start it, off with like, where? Wait, where's our Native American? Where's our Native American? Oh, here, Chief, what's his face? Come on up here, and then he and comes then, up and just vomits on everybody's shoes. Boyd Kaufman said they couldn't get any Native Americans to do it, and that guy's whole. Oh, line. I wonder why. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I wonder why I they couldn't. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you know, it's the most offensive. Wow. And he was like worried oh. that it was going to read as too offensive, and it's like, well, yeah, because you're playing into like a stereotype of Native Americans that's like highly offensive and and, and they even that's say a weakness the movie that it's like that it's the, the, well yeah the weakness of the of the of the the deus ex machina native american chickens but like is, is alcohol but like uh, they also say it in the movie i think at some point where arby's like uh uh oh yeah the the native americans are uh uh just like alcoholics and he goes well or or they're the susceptible to a white man's uh but poison water after they tried to Wait. systematically like wipe them out off of uh, the face of the earth or whatever. It's like they, they acknowledge the fact that it's a fucked up stereotype, but it's still, it's fucked up. The yeah, way they no, do it. that's, th- that's the way they do like all these jokes. It's like, okay, yeah, you give a one-off fact factoid about it and like uh, act like that. Justifies the fact it, that yeah, it's it, in it. Yeah. Yeah, like oh, yeah. I'm aware of the fact of why this is offensive, but I'm oh, it's no, still no, in the no. movie in the context of it being offensive. Yeah, no, no, we're just making jokes about how people could possibly make jokes about these offensive things, but it's like no, you're just making the offensive jokes, and then at the yeah, same time, exactly, it, yeah, that's that's where it, it trauma loses me. Um, and if Chase, you can agree with that, that you'll like, how can I you can. not agree that it's like, yeah, I yeah, can. like well, like. Just like same thing with Terra Firmer in this movie where it's just like, oh, there's clever parts, but like the fucking dilution of all the other things where it's like, we said that one clever thing, so we're off the hook. Let's do everything wrong with this subject. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, of course. I, I and For this movie, the things that I think it gets right, like I think that it does successfully handle the discussion of the military industrial complex meets capitalism meets the fast food industry. I think it truly does successfully like make those, but at the same time, but at the same, or at the same time, (laughs) it's mired in this native American, uh, like humor. That's not funny and it's super offensive and the Islamophobia. And then just like the homophobia. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like like the, the, the jokes about your entire bingo card are, well, yeah. Well, it's almost. There's there's a surprising lack of rape in this movie and child <laughs> death that are in other ones. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, like, of, of course, like the, these movies come with caveats to a certain extent. But like, I think I think they all successfully do talk about taboo subjects or break down taboo subjects in a way that's like unique and um uh successful to a certain extent um like i i really do think that like the the trauma like he's on to something it's just anti everything which just, it really is like nihilism like it but it's no, so but it, like it does, it's like it's like fuck your values <laughs> and fuck all this well, shit and it like goes down the fucking rabbit hole pro, with some shit it's but it's pro um uh 
like legislation or, or regulation on it's pro regulation on the fast food industry, pro regulation on uh, corporations, pro regulation on um, like the nationalism and, and like the like the military industrial complex. I know I keep throwing that word around, but like it's pro regulation on all these things. But then at the same time, it's it's anti regulation on the individual expression of those things. So it's he's basically going, I, I can say I can make these points any way that I want. But these certain entities like corporations or big business or fast food or, you know, the meat industry, all the stuff that these things need to be regulated is is what the movie's saying. But he's saying I can express that to you in any way that I want, like uh, like with any method that I deem necessary. And but so I just it is nihilistic but at the same time it's it's not nihilistic it's saying like there's a better world here i mean you've got lloyd kaufman literally in the movie telling his younger self that like you need to go to college you need to get out of this scenario this this kind of work holds you down and keeps you down and you're, you're the minimum wage like you never rise above it you can't rise above it you have to find another path you know, and so that there's a there's a lot there, I think, where he's saying, like, those things need to be fixed in the movie itself. He's saying those things need to be fixed. And in that way, it's not fully nihilistic. But like you have you have uh, Mickey um, during the this hoedown number with the general talking about, like, you have illegal Mexicans and uh, you have uh, like poor people and you have retards using the vernacular of the film uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that are, uh, that are working for you and that you're, you're paying the minimum wage um, and like you're, you're getting it over on them. But then she is just a stooge for him. Yeah. For and the, so he's, the he's lambasting the, the protesters themselves. Yeah. So, it, it so, but gets, it, it, it seems like every tick on court on the corporate side that they they like give a little slap there, they're giving a slap to the other side too. Where it's just like again, yeah, they're making fun of everybody and well, saying like everybody's fucking stupid. Like they're making the fun of the media. Thing. They're making fun of the media too when they're sitting there reading the uh, protesters for elitists. And it's like the yeah. the dummy books and stuff, and it's yeah, yeah, basically yeah. saying like the media is coming from a place of being like the, these like elitist people who don't actually understand where the protesters are coming from, and they're literally reading like a protesting for dummies book, but it's protesting for elitists, and it's like he's making a joke about the media, which is relevant now because we're living in an age where elitist media is dictating propaganda and like the the thought. The general thought of the country and stuff so like the, there's things in this movie though that i think aren't same as it ever was yeah well yeah i, I think there's things in this movie <laughs> that aren't uh like com completely hackneyed or uh you know uh, they know what they're saying and it's not fully nihilism it's not like everything sucks i agree it's, with you it's saying that like, I, I know what you're saying there are things that we can improve but he's also kind of making fun of all of the different kinds of people involved in the I just get confused by Lloyd Kaufman's art style because he seems to be just like it just seems like the film industry like just doesn't want him to be a part of something so he's like literally doing the opposite well, of what whatever would be like acceptable he's, he's just, just doing the opposite exactly he's just so he's just so hardcore you can't tell me what to do like that 
you're just like, Lloyd, okay, yeah, we get the message, but you don't need to <laughs> just like continuously wrap it up in, in well, like, yeah. oh, the, I'm not supposed to do this, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> but the idea is individual, the freedom of individual expression, I think, is the idea yes, of, of, of designing the movie the way that he does. He's, he's lambasting certain institutions and... and like political ideas in that are at play in our society but then at the same time going i'm going to wrap it up in a package where it's it's covered in this shit and this gore and these like (laughs) these like quote-unquote like trauma like tropes that uh basically express the the human uh individuality of it all where he's going uh i'm gonna criticize fast food and the fast food industry and capitalism at large and the middle military industrial complex and how the military industrial complex is part of capitalism where it's like the idea of, of selling war is is part of these like big corporations so much so that there's a literally a fast food restaurant that's military themed um but at the same time Chase, i'm gonna wrap we, it up in a package that's individual ethics well, yeah, it's just ethics. Well, it's not that's eth- all it's it not, comes down it's not to. Ethics. It comes down to a lot. It of things. comes down it's to a, just like nuance. where you're just like. Well, no, that's that's what I'm saying. It comes down to ethics for like why like th- that stuff just. You're wondering, like, is it all like for a good cost that you're doing this? Well, like, it's the it's it's the it's the defense of the individual expression of going. Despite all this stuff, I still retain the right to. Uh, protest it in any way that i deem fit so and in in this case it is in a zombie chicken (laughs) splatter comedy musical that like i can do whatever the fuck i want and then like i'm gonna (laughs) express myself however the fuck i want but like at the end of the day these people still need to be regulated these industries still need to be regulated and for these reasons and it's just, you know, it's wrapped up in this like other package. And at the end of the day, you're still trying to make a movie. You're still trying to be entertaining. So I, I, I think that there's a lot more going on here intellectually than like we were necessarily like, than I think is on the surface uh, of the movie. I agree. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm, uh, I'm just getting back to how we start this little digression of, you know, just, uh, it gets bogged down. It gets it gets it gets bogged down by the ethical decisions where you're just like, man, I don't really agree with the well, yeah. things that are happening. And then like you're trying to preach to me, and I just don't trust you. Yeah, <laughs> like, he absolutely you know? has the right to do it, but it just it gets so muddied with with racial jokes and fucking homophobic jokes that you're just like, okay, I, I understand your your freedom of expression here, but just like. Just just tell me what you're trying to say. Jordan made a good point that the movie's challenging you to find your own line, to find your boundary. It's pushing the the quote the quote unquote boundary to its fullest extreme and it's it's challenging you to go, well, what do I actually find offensive here? Like uh for me, it's like when he drops the N-word, I I think that it's not necessary. You find I find that offensive. Or when he makes those Native American jokes, I find that offensive. But now I'm sitting here going watching this movie, going, that's my line. That's where I've drawn the line. Like I think that that you went too far there. And he's challenging you to to 
to find that line for yourself a little bit with the movie and and the movies like the movies are like the his style is is challenging the status quo and and asking you to say do i find this offensive because i've been told it's offensive because it's the status quo or do i find this offensive because it's actually offensive it's actually an offensive thing to do or say like that's what the movie i i think is is doing uh, if that makes sense I guess I can I can I can see that trauma like became that over time, but it's just been the same thing for so long. I think at the point we are in the trauma series, that's exactly what they're trying to do, and that's what the people who are working on this movie on the creative <laughs> yeah, level. Yeah, I forgot about the people <laughs> are trying to do like the other people. But I I, I think yeah, yeah no when it started he he was challenging the status quo always. He's always been challenging the status quo. Um, that's what these movies are doing. I mean, there's no reason to include all this offensive stuff other than to be like, this is, uh, what the status quo says that, or this is what society says is offensive. And then I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to show a child being run over by a car. I'm going to show a woman masturbating to the pictures of dead children. I'm going to, you know, do all these things. Just, just devil's advocate for what the other reason for showing all that stuff is is attention is like to I'm, a, I'm yeah, not for a, I, to a certain yeah, extent I'm, I'm not even saying that's necessarily everything he's doing but like it's a easy fast way to get a lot of attention like any press is good press sort of situation of like for you sure. well, you that's you the, make that's a very outlandish that Lloyd film talks about as well you're gonna that get makes it seem weird years, i i wish eyes. that lloyd kaufman would talk more about the ideas of his films when i see him in interviews and i listen to him he's like oh yeah you gotta check out this movie you know we got a fucking kid that gets stabbed right out of the uterus it's amazing like he's never like talking about like the insights of like what he's making well, you have to look at his background and that just man. makes me doubt it makes well, me doubt look him. his background he he grew up as a son of a lawyer who was like incredibly involved in civil rights especially the civil rights of uh the individual versus the corporate is like that's what his dad spent his lifetime doing and then he's a guy who goes to harvard university uh so he's highly intelligent and uh he has not seen movies before and he gets introduced to cinema in college in harvard at harvard so i i think this is the an example of a man who truly is using this to challenge the status quo to challenge our ideas of what we consider offensive and uh taboo and i i i truly think that like that is his intention. And like, I, I think that part of his reason or his, his aversion to explaining that or giving insight into the, the deeper meaning of the movie is, uh, because you figured he, out. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's that, that artistic, like in <laughs> like integrity, like, you know, thing that like a lot of great filmmakers, artists, all those people have where it's like, yeah, you figure it out. Like I, it's not for me to tell you how to feel about the movie. You, you, figure out how you feel about the movie. And I just wish kind of, he act more super genius and not so just lazy. <laughs> like well, that's what it seems but, but like it, lazy. To, part of it is like a me. lazy super genius. I, I think that there, there's an aspect <laughs> of like that to the movie. It's a, he's a lazy super genius. Like he, he's making a good point. I think if you really think about it, he's making yeah, a good point. I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. But he's just like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm just going to do it this way. If it's, if it's buried under shit, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
I, I think that boils him <laughs> down into dig, a I nutshell, you know? Yeah. So strange. I mean, he, it, it, they're, they're an interesting subgenre of film. And uh, I, I don't think that they would be as successful if they, are, if they weren't as subversive as they were. If they weren't as like, if there wasn't really that kind of thought put into them, because like as as surface level as they seem and is just like stupid and gory and just fucked up as they are, they wouldn't work as movies if they were just that. Like there's obviously someone who with intelligence behind the camera. And I I, I think that's what the intelligence (laughs) is, is trying to do. Yeah, because he definitely doesn't care about the camera. Mm-mm. <laughs> I, and he wouldn't just, be able it, to make all these movies if he like didn't have a point of view. I don't know. It, it's just there's there's large enough chunks of this that could be misinterpreted in different ways that it's like I could see some fucking men's rights motherfuckers being like super into this for the for wrong sure. reasons, and for, it's yeah it's, for sure. But yes, I agree. I agree that there is merit to how long this uh, production company has been able to just continue to make films. It's kind of fucking crazy that we haven't heard like anything. I tried to find like a bunch of like articles just about like shitting on trauma. And there's just like in this day and age, but most people are fucking writing articles about how interesting it is and worship it. And so it's like very fucking weird. Well, yeah, I think it's because a lot of people are tapping into that subversive aspect of the movies. Because I think that there are there is an intelligence in a in a subtextual layer, uh, at, like present. In all of them, at least in all the ones that we covered, there there's definitely but like... But not one article? I couldn't find one? Well, <laughs> Why couldn't I find it's, one? It's, <laughs> I think it's, it's again, it kind of akin to South Park. It's like how that it has been going for so long, it kind of becomes cancel-proof in a way because it, it at least... I don't necessarily see this as much as, as you do, Chase, but like it, yeah, it kind of does rise above its face value um which i i think i i think it's a little bit more in line with its face value than than you feel uh i mean i think it does have a a message behind it but i think it I, i don't think that there's as much value in leaving it vague like that where it's so open to interpretation that like a lot of people with fucked up ideas could be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I love this for fucking this reason where they're just being fucking assholes, the Muslims. I mean, but like think about like, OK, so Catcher in the Rye, like a guy literally murdered John Lennon over that that book. And that book is pretty uh, unambiguous in terms of what it's actually about. And I think that like, uh, you know, art. Art it can be manipulated in grotesque ways even when they're very clear you know when it's like very obvious and i think that these movies do get mired down in the uh taboo and subversive nature of them like and he does get like you know carried away with just like the gross out schlockiness because they're not even campy they're just full-on schlock like i i think in in the same way that south park is subversive and uses gross out humor and um like stupid jokes and stuff. Although I think South Park is far more nuanced and successful 
than Troma ultimately is. And then specifically, even Lloyd if you Kaufman, didn't think they were they were more successful, they still would be. Well, they are. Well, like, well they are. Mon- <laughs> like, they are definably more successful. But I I think that like in what they're trying to do, South Park really did like hone in on that. But I think Troma really is like what opened the doors to that. Like that's what Lloyd Kaufman say, was yeah. doing. That is With, what without trauma, there would be there wouldn't be a South Park. Exactly. Maybe. Well, it wouldn't I, be in the same way. It I, wouldn't be like he and he, and like Matson and Trey Parker may not have even had an opportunity to pitch South Park if it weren't for trauma because he gave they them didn't get the, their movie fucking picked up. It's the same. I mean, it's the same thing with a lot of these like people involved with trauma. Like uh, James Gunn, I don't think would have a career if he hadn't made Tromeo and Juliet. And, and uh, written on Terra Firmer. And like and Lloyd Kaufman is in Slither, which is his first major production. And it came out the same year as Poultrygeist. Like and, and I think there is something to say there that like uh, James Gunn learned something from Lloyd Kaufman, and I think that is the art of subversion. And I think Lloyd Kaufman never really learned how to make it nuanced, how to make it super subtle. But I think that yeah. Matt Stone and Trey Parker really did take what Lloyd Kaufman is doing and they made it even more subtle and nuanced and, they, and obvious. It's perfect. It really is the perfect comparison but, like to just to just like masking it with like uh, just cussing and like parents being like, don't watch that. But like really like South Park is just like teaching you about America like so fucking hard. South Park's, <laughs> South Park's one of the most poignant shows ever like, made. Yeah, just period. Ever made. Um, and I, but I think that, that there is a trauma influence on that. Oh, but it's controversial but, at the same time. Yeah, I, that's the comparison. It's just so perfect. But that's that's where I think like the the real Achilles heel of Lloyd Kaufman is is that he's so <laughs> fuck you, you can't tell me what to do. Like I just, like I said already, that like when people have like constructive criticism for him, he's just like, fuck you, I'll make my movie the way I want to make my movie. Exactly. Um, I mean, it, it's yeah. evident in, in the way that uh, Tarantino basically approached him and is like, you're capable, you're, you're smart enough and capable enough to make like a real movie like that has a real point. And then he goes, okay, you're right. And then he makes Return to Nukem High Volume One and Two, and it's a giant fuck you to Tarantino's invite advice. Like he's he's been doing it for so long, and he hasn't evolved. It's just been the same thing. He's for evolved only in that he's thirty like years. allowed other people to start collaborating with him that grew up on his work, who are possibly yeah. smarter or people, more nuanced time went years. on and people became adults yeah. that are his fans and, and, and so it's like <laughs> that's how he evolved i, I in my opinion <laughs> it, it has become more nuanced from toxic avenger to poultry geist but it, it is under the guise of uh the people that he's working with like the nuances are that are there are almost like snuck in because lloyd kaufman is is actively trying to essentially just recreate the toxic avenger the entire time he's trying to just shock you the entire time and then the people that he's working with are slipping in all of these like really excellent like commentaries on the socio-political nature of the society that we live in so they're Um, making the movie better in spite of lloyd kaufman 
Um, oh yeah, <laughs> it, pretty much. I think like it's. I don't even think it's spite. They just love trauma. Yeah, yeah I no, think they're I, trying to do a very good job. But it no, is by, spite. Yeah. But yeah. listen to the behind by, the scenes, like James Gunn's fighting with him the whole time, and it's like yeah, Tromeo that's all I mean by in spite of Floyd Kaufman. Yeah, that's yeah. all I mean by in spite of is like he's again he's just like nah. I just want to make sure we get all these shit jokes in there. Exactly. I'm going to add yeah. all these fart add more, noises. Add more farts while James Gunn is editing out the farts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I don't know. I it, Did you ever think we were going to have a conversation like this when we started when we started talking about doing trauma? No. <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> like, just start talking about high art and shit, and it's fucking crazy. Well, Jordan, um, Jordan and I had an interesting conversation, and I think we're going to start watching a lot of John Waters movies because these trauma exists because John Waters exists. And John Waters and made if you can handle trauma, so oh, you can handle pink John Waters is going to be nothing. You're just going to be happy the whole time. You're just going to be like, oh, but this is the difference between John Waters I can and, take and it. Lloyd Kaufman you know? is John Waters is is super aware of what he's doing and is super high yeah. art. But then like when you watch Pink Flamingos, Divine's not eating fake shit. She's eating real shit. And it's truly exactly. exploitative. And it's like when, these when someone takes a shit on set they're actually taking, taking a, a shit, shit. <laughs> yeah and, and when when brother and sister fuck on set they're they're not brother and sister but they're really fucking you know and it's like uh, pink flamingos really set the stage for trauma and, and for what trauma was going to become and john waters in general because he did a lot of trashy movies like that um up until he did a polyester in the early 80s so but like if he hadn't done that i don't think lloyd kaufman would have even had the like uh, if John Waters hadn't done what he did, Lloyd Kaufman would be John the the John Waters of of culture, and like it would be di- things would be different, things would be way different, and not necessarily in a good way because John Waters <laughs> took it in a very high art direction and really knew what he was doing. He's so cool, dude. He's we we need to do like John Waters movies like next time we're ready to like get like grossed out like this yes. fucking trauma <laughs> shit. Yes, and uh, and even we could even like space them out like part one and then like two other episodes of part two. And, like, I've already like, built yeah. I've already built our John Waters series on our spreadsheet. Like uh, I like beautiful. I'm already in. For do you guys it. do you guys want to talk more about like kills and fucking effects and shit? I I don't think we got deep deep enough into it. If you're down, I'm down. Um, the puppets that are singing uh, in the basement, <laughs> the chicken puppets. I, I really that. appreciated them. You don't even remember? There's like all the eggs, all the eggs, uh, all like splayed about, um, and they all are hatching and they're singing with uh, like the general and the demon chicken oh and shit. Oh my god, I I don't even remember that. I'm gonna have to watch that. It's scene very, again. it's very, it's very uh, Muppets. It's it's very uh, uh, labyrinth. <laughs> That's great. I like it. It's fan fucking tastic. The the gore in this uh, movie was impressive. Um, like especially for how low budget it is, it's like, dude. Okay, when when the fucking chickens literally turn and uh, I don't remember who's coming out of the basement, but they're coming out and like it's just like all the protesters are inside the building and just hacking up that guy on the counter. Yeah, I was like. It's not fucking horrified. It's nuts. Nightmare. Yeah. Like, like literally looks so fucking horrified. I was like, God. No, the, la- is the last off thir- and it 30, 40 minutes. Bleeding. The last 30 or 40 minutes of this, it really kicks up. And you're just like, yes, this is what I've been waiting for. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. That shit's fucking insane. When when Mickey turns into a a chicken demon, it's fucking her makeup is fucking incredible. It looks amazing. And then for some reason she has a chicken cock. Uh well, <laughs> I don't know why. I love the gag where everyone's calling her Mr. or Sir. Yeah. Like they're like <laughs> She's like, I'm a woman. <laughs> She's like, excuse me, mister I'm a woman (laughs) Um, When the general is turning into a giant fucking egg And then he's like like, He's like, what? What's this? And he like taps on his chest And he tries to dig at it And all his fucking fingernails fall off and I got flash and I got I just got like flashbacks to me watching the fly when I was like seven years old uh, and like oh my <laughs> turning fucking green watching that movie. Yeah, like, the fly God, is it. fucked up. <laughs> I cannot oh, believe you incredible. saw that that young. Oh, no, I saw a bunch of movies. Dude, I saw it pretty young, young with my dad. Like I saw the omen so when good. I was like seven or eight as well. And it was just like. When that guy's head gets smashed, oh when, no! No, the when the dude gets scary. impaled, when yeah, the, when the that, fucking pa- when the pane of glass fucking severs the dude's head off like that. There's the so priest, many points in that that yeah, movie. Yeah. That movie is that that was what I was talking about. That that movie is is scary. That movie's yeah, actually doesn't scary. the movie scary. literally start with like a fucking hanging? Should, yeah, shouldn't like have been allowed to watch suicide. that movie. It doesn't start that way, but that's in the beginning. Yes. <laughs> No, yeah, no. The babysitter comes out at his birthday party and goes, "It's, it's all, all for you, Dame. Damien," and jumps out of the fucking window and hangs herself. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That movie's legit, cool movie. Yeah, that movie's legit scary though. Still, like as an adult, that movie's legit scary. When they're in the restaurant um, and everything starts going batshit crazy, they fucking dunk the kids. Uh, like fucking head in the greaser and then just rip off his nuts. <laughs> I was like, no, no, don't <laughs> fuck Like his testicles are just like detached from oh, his body. Yeah. They rip them they off so him fucking easy. They throw him in the fryer and eat them. It's just like, dude, I just don't want to see that. Like, but that's when they were just doing kill, 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 yeah. kill, kill. It was like the eyes are gouging out. The tits are like getting gouged. He's literally just like grabbing the implants off of the woman and ripping them out. The end of the movie, and man, then the, it just had so much. It was just like every kill you could imagine. <laughs> dude, the guy with the chicken tits, he gets like eggs that start Oh, yeah, he gets egg titties and then the fucking babies hatch out of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there's like a fucking like mama bird like bird feeding all of them even the guy like I'm like what the fuck yeah yikes and then Lloyd comes out with the fucking gun starts blasting them I've been here for, I've been here for 40 years I got all the guns I got all of them I, I was gonna come in here today and shoot you all up I was gonna kill everybody <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, he hides him in all the fucking kids' toys. It's so good. He's like, I just got him right here. None of the kids even know what's real. <laughs> but then he dies. And when he's dying, he's just like, I'm you. I'm you, I'm you, you fucking idiot. Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, we all knew that, but I'm happy he finally said it before he like died for what the second I don't know. Like people just died a couple times in this film. Yeah. <laughs> people died when it was necessary. Keep on, keep on coming back. What a movie. And scene. Scene. <laughs> scene. Boom. 
<laughs> How about when uh, we get Arabian He Man? I like that scene. Yeah, yeah. and they're uh, like, she just chugs a chugs a gallon of just meat steroids. <laughs> And just yeah, and she doesn't do it. She just she just blows up. She doesn't even like fight the. She bulks. People. She bulks up, but then she flexes, and her eyeballs pop out and start shooting pus. Yeah, but then she's fine later. Yeah, yeah. Well, she gets. She takes a little nap. Takes a little rest. Um, but yeah, then uh, uh, what is it? Mickey with the chicken giant chicken face cock, um, and Lloyd Kaufman as a chicken zombie rooster um just like walk out and attack the priest and smash the priest's head with uh with like one stomp and just leaves it as a <laughs> oh ball. yeah i love those effects when someone gets just their 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 fucking face kicked in or like smashed like a watermelon yeah it's just, i can take that it's let's just go classic trauma um and then <laughs> and then they have the dude being super super melvin and like just being an idiot and being like, oh, yeah, and having, like, a long-ass flashback into, like, oh, it's the alcohol. The alcohol will kill them. We just need alcohol. After, like, his girlfriend, uh, Wendy's been like, oh, look, there's beer right here. And then it, cu- like, cuts back out, and she's already defeated all the monsters. I love that bit. <laughs> I love it. She's like, I already killed them. They're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's done. It's over. He's like, well, if you don't want to cut me off, I'm going to finish my revelation. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's great, man. Like, I, I liked all that stuff. Yeah, the Arby stuff was pretty fucking good. His, his, uh, him just getting goofier and goofier as the film goes on. I was just so happy about it. He, like, I really hated him at the beginning. He did some funny things, but I just hated him and Wendy so much because they were just gross and like he was breakdancing at the beginning. And I was oh. just like, fuck you. Well, badly yeah, they're just gross and stupid. Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman said <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman said that that was the best actor that he'd worked with on a trauma movie that that was. And I was like, ah, uh, I think the guy from Tromeo and Juliet, who's in yeah. Terra Firmer, is the best actor that you worked with on the series. Dude, he's amazing. Yeah, that Dude, guy's the best. Him. I missed him, but I, I still, I, I actually, still, I, I like the Mauricio character better than Tromeo. Well, I, I meant in terms of like acting, but Overall, like the Mauricio yeah. character is that guy was great, like that, yeah. and I wish that he had popped up in other movies. But yeah. I, I think Terraformer had overall the best cast because you had the Tromeo guy playing um, the villain. You had the other, the other main dude who um, I didn't think was good at the beginning of that movie, but ended up being great later on. And the main the, girl the Steve was Buscemi great, looking guy. Yeah. And then the main girl in Terra Firmer, I thought was really good, like better than Poultrygeist. Um, oh, yeah. absolutely! I fucking the, hated Wendy. The main, yeah, Wendy fucking sucks. Which I mean, I'm sure she was putting on like dumb. Well, that's his personal like, assistant. <laughs> God yeah. damn it! Well, maybe he doesn't like tits then. No, I think he's a gay married <laughs> man. Like he said, I think he's a gay guy who. Or he does, and he doesn't want to fuck his personal assistant. Maybe that's it. Oh, that's definitely it. I don't know. I don't know. Just like Carl Carl Jr. said, we have to work together after this, and I don't want it to be awkward. (laughs) But he still has her be naked in really awkward scenarios. And, like, do we even talk about at the beginning when when 
uh, Arby's trying to undo the bra and then she does it, undoes it in the back at the very end. And it's like, it's not even a front clasp. Yeah. Right. And Arby's not this brightest bulb. N- well, no, he's, uh, as the movie goes on, he's increasingly dumber, I think. <laughs> but anyway, so we get that one last musical number and then the, the anticlimactic last uh, kind of little hurrah where they even point out that it's anticlimactic. And I was like, <laughs> well, you brought some people back from the dead and uh, yeah, I guess just, just end it. There's like another chicken demon. Isn't there like a second one that's just the same costume? Yes. Or like, does it just yeah. come back? I was just like, all it right, we're just matter. doing this again. It just <laughs> didn't matter. At this point, all yeah. the social commentary and stuff is out the window, and they're just trying to be insane. So at, at this point, I'm glad the movie ends the way it does. Oh, my God. The ending is by far the best part of the movie. It, it's To me, it's like a treasured moment. It, it's <laughs> so funny. Dude, it's amazing. Fucking Katie, Arby, and Wendy all in a car just driving away, and then... Katie is like, Arby passes her a beer. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love when characters shit eggs as well on this, in this movie. (laughs) Like it's, it's quite an effect. It's funny because there's no logic to the way the eggs are done. It's like they either shit the eggs or they become the egg or they don't produce eggs at all. Or the egg egg shoots out their their back or like, or or their tits. Yeah, or their breath, like or their chest. It's like it's yeah, the it's eggs pop eggs up whenever they want to do an effect. It's it's pretty it's pretty funny. <laughs> I like it, but yeah, Katie shits an egg uh, in the back, and then they're just all like, "Whoa!" like freaking out, and then the crash, the fucking crash from every trauma movie since uh, what was the first one that did it Kabuki before Romeo and Juliet? Kabuki Man. Oh man, I gotta finish it. So fucking happy. Kabuki Man's the original, um, and it, and it almost killed Lloyd Kaufman because he was on the crane <laughs> with the camera, and that car flipped way higher than they thought it would, and it almost hit the crane. And that's why they keep <laughs> using oh it is because it's like such a crazy car. It's flip. a great shot. It's yeah. really good. It's like <laughs> such a crazy shot, and he's just like, it was so good that we just kept reusing it. Seen it? They would have the used it regardless. Yeah, but how like it almost hit the these? crane, which is insane. Like you think about like how low budget this is, and they like accidentally did a car flip like that that almost hit the fucking operator, who's uh, which was Lloyd Kaufman of the camera. It's like mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like there and there's no safety regulations whatsoever on these movies. <laughs> And that's why I think he's just like I gotta get. Yeah. The what most are you talking about? What about what about his three rules? Safety to humans, safety to property, and make a great movie. Yeah, all three <laughs> of those are uh, a joke. Are they a joke? But that that last shot <laughs> just com- out the compounded, window. compounded how it is in how we watch these films. It really is just the perfect end to watching like these films as a series, like, cause you just watched all this crazy shit and like a musical number and then like ends like kind of shitty. 
you're just like, oh, this film's just over. And then they just fucking do that scene. And you're like, and it just rolls credits. And I'm like, yes, like, okay, you got me. You fucking it's, son of a bitch. It's poetic in the <laughs> fact that like that scene came up like in three of the four movies that we did, that car flip is used. And in this one, it is literally the final shot. It's like the car blowing up. It does the flip and then it blows it's up. It's like a celebration. And then it's like, that's it. And it's like, yeah, it's like a celebration. It's like, it's like this beautifully it, like, like karmic moment. Like, like it, this, it bookends it really well. Yes, it does. It does. It's like, it's such a good way to end it. And I, I think that might be the last time they use that scene. But I haven't seen the, the post two thousand six movies. I feel like I feel like um, they won't stop. <laughs> probably they'll probably find. We'll, 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 we'll see where we'll Return of Newcom High is. Like I'll watch it, but I think that like that's that's a gorgeous example of like bookending, a bookending a, a an era of trauma. Yeah, I just can't imagine Lloyd Kaufman being like, "Yeah, this is the last time we're gonna use this." <laughs> like I just like. <laughs> I just can't imagine. No, that. I can't either. And I and I don't really want him to. I don't really want him to either. I hope. He like, are you kidding me? I paid for this shit. I'm going to use it again and again and again. It was a very died. beautiful way to use it, and I I, I I like the sentiment. But I hope he doesn't stop using it. It was the best way to end the movie. <laughs> it was so. It was fantastic. Like, it was so good, and you don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> but I remember being like uh, Jordan. Like Jordan was like, "Can you pause it?" And see how much is left. And I pause the movie and there's 12 minutes left in the movie. And she goes, you do realize that there's a car chase scene and that flip, the car flip, before the end of the film. And I was like, there's 12 minutes left. How the fuck are they going to do that? <laughs> because at the 12 minute mark, they haven't even done the final song yet. Was there a car chase? Well, no, it wasn't a car chase. But it was like the, the, the car flip sequence. But it it, it, okay. it was like when we paused it, we didn't realize that because in other movies it is a car chase, you know. And yeah, it, where like other people get harmed in it yeah. this way and, and it's, stuff like that. It's hard that, yeah. to imagine the scene being used outside of the context of a car chase. It, it's true. So when we're sitting there going like, how are they going to do this? How are the fuck <laughs> are they going to do this? <laughs> the, and then oh, the Katie shit an egg. Perfect. <laughs> fucking hardy baby dude it's so good i i i mean closing remarks on trauma wait did you say hardy <laughs> yeah hardy <laughs> was there a character named hardy that was katie right katie was hardy what it was katie hardy it's Katie Hardy. Katie Hardy. Katie I made that up. I'm making it up. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm I'm lying. <laughs> it's not real. I I thought he was making it up, and I I I just didn't know how to translate it because he was giving you a little look, and he was I was like, what's happening? He was like, yeah. <laughs> it was all the other all the other characters? If there was a heart a character named Hardy, I would have I would have bought. I it. wouldn't have questioned it. Carl yeah. Jr. was. I gotta say, Carl Jr. Yeah. I, I I I agreed to knowing what Mickey's is, but what the fuck is Mickey's? I only know malt liquor and the mouse. Well, it was Mi Mickey D's. Yeah, as like in Mickey McDonald's. D's McDonald's. Oh, uh, her name was Mickey D's. No, and I just thought that they were calling her Nikki the whole time. Hey, her, hey, her name was she Mickey was Donald. she was definitely hold on she was definitely a Mickey A. 
<laughs> Mickey A. Because of her, because of her tits, because of her tits. I'm talking about her tits. I like that joke. I got it. Our more nuanced fans will like that one. Our more nuanced fans. Get it? That's a trauma joke. The more nuanced fans will really get the racial humor. Her name was Mickey, and her last name was D. Mickey D. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Did they say that in the beginning of the film? Yeah. Yeah. See, I watched the the beginning only once and the whole film only once. I'm just kidding. I watched the beginning like three times and saw the entire thing after that. And I've missed it every time. God damn it. Yeah, they're all they're all restaurant puns. Restaurant yeah. Yeah, puns. Yeah. Okay, we're we're over it. We're over it. Trauma. Okay, so Listen, trauma, it was a good time. All right. It's 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 fun. It's fun. It's gory. It's hyper. It's hyper violent, hypersexual, and hey. Chase thinks it's got some good messages. Um, no, I, I think I made I think a fucking I, good point. I, I, I'm, f- I'm, I'm fucking with you. Uh, no, it, it does. I just, I hate shit tooting its own horn, and trauma, trauma toots its own horn so fucking hard. Quite a um, bit. That it just like that. That's the part that irks me the most. Like I know I. I'm already on board for the hypersexual, hyperviolence, hyper gore. Like that that's a lot of fun. A lot of fart jokes. It's all great. But just like you don't need to tell me that your fart jokes have a real poignant meaning behind them. Cause I'm already enjoying them. As just well, I don't fart think jokes. The, I don't think the fart jokes themselves have the poignant meaning. I think that the movies are infused with a weird subversive message in all of all of the films there's a subversive attitude and it's uh you know you know it's it's an artist it that this these movies are separated from ed wood or tommy wiseau by the fact that lloyd kaufman had a vision uh, an artistic vision and i think that artistic vision is a socio-political commentary that is actually sometimes relevant or poignant i'm just saying they feel masturbatory and i like terrence malick i mean i think there is something to it i i think that both sides of the street are played often and i think that that makes me play both sides of the street in critiquing it as well and it just makes me feel kind of awkward and strange while at the same time being like there's something here and this is good um but man, I wish it was just more more uh, poignant. But I guess why? Why do I wish that? Like, because it's still something. It's just a it's a lesser grade than South Park in that regard. But at the same time, there's a fuck ton of movies and it really just an empire <laughs> of content yeah. created behind Lloyd Kaufman, which I think is a very interesting person. I, it's, um, I think, it's enough I think, content to warrant its own website, which piggybacks off of Vimeo. Yep. <laughs> well, I think they make more money off of doing that than being on Amazon. So I will give them credit, I guess. Because uh, Vimeo's not that's a piece where of shit. Credit. Like, Amazon's no. a piece of shit. No. Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman knows how to make a no budget film. Yeah, and try and make money off of it. Or the most money off of it, I guess. Because he didn't make much off of any of these. <laughs> but just, yeah, closing remarks on Lloyd Kaufman. It's like he, uh, 
lazy super genius, maybe. Uh, yeah. It's just the lazy man, super like, genius of it all. It's like, man, you could have made something so uh, different than this and, and, and pretty fucking uh, good. But the, but you buried you buried all the things that you all the ideas that you really wanted to express you buried them under shit. It's like you have to you have to search for them, I suppose. And maybe uh, some people to some people to the trained eye, they're a little more standoutish. But I don't know. Sometimes it just not all the films are like that. So it kind of hurts sometimes. <laughs> I'm excited to move on. Yes. I'm excited to do something I enjoyed else. myself. I enjoyed my stay. I, I, I liked my visit, but I wouldn't want to live here in Tromaville. Mm-mm. No. No. I am yeah. not moving to Tromaville. No. Fuck that. Dan, you're... Yeah, Another you're thing right. about Tromaville, it's, it's perfect. Uh, it, it really is a good analogy for these films as well. Um, Lloyd Kaufman says... Uh, well, while filming this, he says, it doesn't have to be in focus. He's talking to the cameraman. He says, it doesn't have to be in focus. It's Tromaville. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a Which, film. Which, <laughs> it's also a film, but that's a good, you know, that's pretty much like, it's not in focus. Your message is not in focus, Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> but it's Tromaville, so doesn't matter. Mickey said she had to save this land for her people. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 Arby said that he didn't see any Native Americans around there, but I'd say that we're all part of the Tromahawk tribe. <laughs> okay, bye. I, I, I mean, we, we, we are now, but I wish we weren't. The thing is, bringing up trauma in conversation, like talking about the canceled culture, like how it's just like it's surpassed cancel culture pretty much just because it's a it's been a thing for so long it was before it was ever the thing which not not that i'm saying i believe in cancel culture but literally bringing up or like showing people the toxic avenger the first time that i watched it literally just thinking i'm about to get canceled by all these people in the room while we're watching this because it was my idea to fucking watch this film i'm just like oh god i didn't fucking know like holy shit that's that's like trauma like i can't recommending trauma movies to people i barely want to bring up that i watched them just in case that they watch them off of like some recommendation that i gave and then they're like that Alec guy's a terrible fucking person. <laughs> there, there are very few people that I recommend these movies to, but when you get the person that you know you want to recommend one of these movies to, it's exciting. It's like special. you know what you're it's gonna very special. You're gonna you're gonna want to yeah. watch. You're gonna have a great time. Good time. You're you're gonna. I mean, we have a lot time. of aware friends. People are more aware than I give them credit. But like, man, like it's just hard. It's hard to be like you know, like you're not gonna like. Hey, what kind of movies do you do on your podcast? <laughs> you know, Disgusting like, Oh, ones. we've been doing this series, Trauma. You should check it out. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. But you're going to like it. Yeah. You're going to like it. What kind of movies do you do? Ron Gross Jeremy's movies. in it. It's amazing. Ron Jeremy, he's doing like a crazy Ralph thing. He's just being like uh, the Friday the 13th guy. It's, it's great. You're going to love it. You're just going to love it. It's like, is that with Freddy Krueger? What? <laughs> <laughs> Friday the 13th 
what's that? These aren't the these aren't the people I'm recommending it to. I'm no, just, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just weird. It's very strange. I I I was so scared um, to just watch it with people. You have to you just have to watch it with people who are aware. And I wasn't aware before I showed it to people. So, but now I know. But now I know. now I know. Now I know. Thanks, trauma. All right, guys. Um, we'll we'll see you next week for the fiftieth episode. Woo! Big five zero 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 zero. That's exciting. Hopefully, Holy shit, we'll we've done fifty of these. Holy <laughs> shit! Well, you guys have. Well, not yet. What if we all die? Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no! Well, no! Or, I, I, or you I, know, you guys have done more than fifty, um, and then lost some. Well, and we did the legions, yeah. but like, uh, like uh, as a group, we haven't done fifty quite yet. But like as a podcast, we've done fifty. Dan, you're and like Dan. twelve shy. You're like twelve shy. So sixty-two, you'll be at fifty. Sixty-two, I'll be at fifty. Sixty-two, <laughs> I'll be at fifty. Thirty, you're ninety. Forty, you're dead. <laughs> Self-referential, just like trauma. All right, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, check out our email, comingofagepod at gmail.com. Just look at look it. Don't send anything. Bullshit. Don't just just type just, it on into any into a browser, into a word processor, whatever you want to use. <laughs> just type it and look at it. Tell us what you want Write us to do. Write it down with pencil and then erase it. Tell us yeah. what you want us to do. We'll, we'll listen. We'll listen to you. Yeah. We love you guys. Love you. Thanks. For you, for listening, um, all you Swedes, you're the best. Hey, fart noise. Fuck you. Bye, fart. Fuck, fart. Fuck <laughs> you. Boom. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck, fuck you. <laughs>